Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. And this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. And I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I get lost there. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, the longevity nutritional supplements, and on and on and on. We encourage you to check it out. If you have any questions, hit the contact me button. You can send an email or call and leave a message. We'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, if you hit the radio shows tab at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And uh, if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information on the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the chat room. So it's all there for your use. Uh, play around with it. Uh, the only thing you ever pay for is the products, and uh, that supports the show, as well as supporting your health, which is the most important thing. So keep in mind that the uh, topics discussed and opinions mentioned on the show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use the show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. The number to call into the show is 614-426-8787, 614-426-8787. Last time, 614-426-8787, or if you're on Skype, you can uh, send a contact request to Sarge45ACP, that's S-A-R-G-E, the number's 45, and the letter's A-C-P as in Paul. Uh, just mention your listener. And uh, we'll get you approved, and then from that point on, you'll be able to call in during the shows when they're on live in excellent audio quality via Skype. So we're just going to get some things cleaned up here on the screen, get the chat room where I can see it, and we're off and running. The um, interesting stuff going on, <laughs> a lot of interesting stuff. I've got so many browser windows open right now, it's unbelievable. But uh, I want to play a real quick, it's about a three and a half minute um video clip uh norway investigates 23 covid19 vaccine related deaths how do you like that so here we go real quickly
Breaking news, January 25th, 2021, American Media Periscope, America's Patriot-only super channel. Visit us at AmericanMediaPeriscope.net. This is John Michael Chambers. Norway investigates 23 COVID-19 vaccine-related deaths. Doctors in Norway have been told to conduct more thorough evaluations of elderly patients prior to giving them the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine following the deaths of close to 30 elderly people. The deaths are being investigated and the age group most affected is being listed from 75 to 80. Until Friday, the Pfizer vaccine was the only one available in Norway, so all deaths are being linked to this company. This sting in vaccine-related deaths and injuries is causing much concern globally as more and more adverse reactions are being reported around the world. We must remember this vaccine was fast-tracked and skipped vital testing phases. The government and the pharmaceutical companies who produce them are not liable for any and or all outcomes related to their product. Australia's Therapeutic Goods Administration is quoted as saying, quote, additional information both from the company, but also from the Norwegian medical regulator is needed from them to move with 10 million doses they have agreed to. The Norwegian Institute of Public Health reported for those with the most severe frailty, even relatively mild vaccine side effects can have serious consequences. For those that have a very short remaining lifespan anyway, the benefit of the vaccine may be marginal or irrelevant. Pfizer claims they are working with the Norwegian regulator to investigate the deaths. Pfizer released a statement that said, quote, the number of incidents so far is not alarming and in line with expectations. Another 10 elderly people were reported dead in Germany within 10 days of receiving the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Specialists from Germany's Paul Ehrlich Institute are investigating the deaths. The patients range from 70 to 90 years of age. Some passed away within hours and others within days. The Institute also reported six anaphylaxis cases. Also reported, there have been 325 cases of vaccine-related side effects, including 51 severe side effects, leaving many to wonder why the elderly are first in line for receiving the vaccine. And is the vaccine-related risk worth it for a virus with a 97 to 99% recovery rate? This is John Michael Chambers reporting for American Media Periscope. Now, in Venezuela, they're starving for food. Okay. So they've got 23 deaths in uh, Norway, and the list keeps growing. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I got this from a friend of mine. And it is a list of um, people and their testimonies about what has happened to them or people they know when they took the COVID-19 vaccine. And uh, I'm just going to read a couple of them here. I put it in the chat room. I'll also link this uh, in the uh, show description today when I post the uh, replay on CastBox. This is from Deborah Lynn, December 24, 2020. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. I'm not going to tell people to get it or not get it. 
My experience with the vaccine has been the most brutal experience I can even imagine. I went into anaphylactic shock. I had seizures. I felt feel confused. I feel weird. I don't feel like myself. I had CPR done. My heart was racing one minute uh, to them not being able to find it the next. One minute I'm talking, the next I'm passed out over or passed over the uh, over shaking and unresponsive. Once I'm finally responsive, I have no clue where I am. The walls are moving, the lights on the ceiling are going round and round in the hospital. There's no one, no way a vaccine can make people feel like this, right? <laughs> Luckily, I'm feeling better. Not fully, but better. But to be honest, there was a moment where I was just accepting what it is and I'll deal with the consequences after. Turns out if you've ever had anaphylactic shock or you know basically if you're allergic to things in the past you can't get the vaccine. I had one I had anaphylactic shock to bee stings before. They knew this and I didn't. <laughs> I still got the vaccine. And now I wait to see if there's any more consequences for choosing to do what I thought was right. And that's wheat. Here's one. I work for health service. At work yesterday, I had four severe vaccine reactions. And this is people that she works with uh, that she's taken care of, not herself. Two of these uh, had serious chest pains and dizziness and other flu symptoms and can't leave their bed. One is numbness and tingling and stroke symptoms. Three out of four were sent to the hospital. Funnily enough, enough, (laughs) no COVID-19 issues. Here we go. This is a a tweet from Hank Aaron, baseball player. I was proud to get the COVID-19 vaccine earlier today at Morehouse School of Medicine. I hope you do the same. And let me see if it, I don't know if there's a date. No, I don't see one. Well, you know, nope. Anyway, uh, baseball legend Hank Aaron, who received the Moderna uh, COVID-19 vaccine on January 5th, has died. CNN reported that Aaron died peacefully in his sleep and that no cause of death was disclosed. Although it was uh, just a few weeks, I think, after getting the vaccine, so good chance of it. And again, this is someone who we don't know what kind of comorbidities he's had, had, but he was like 86 years old, I think. Something like that. Real shame. Um, And it was one of those things where I don't know if he decided to do it or someone put him up to do it in order because uh, obviously he's black man. And a lot of uh, people that are uh, black are, you know, kind of hedging away from this, which I don't blame him a bit, given the history that the government has with the Tuskegee experiment and all the other things uh, that have been done to black people over the years. You know, I wouldn't blame him for saying, heck no, I ain't taking it either. And uh, for one reason or another, you know, he said, I hope you do the same. Uh, He was trying to get people to uh, take the vaccine, and he paid the ultimate price as a result. Here we go. Michael uh, McPherson, COVID-19 vaccination feedback. I received my first Pfizer vaccination on the 23rd of December. The, the, (laughs) The 3rd of January was the start of my symptoms. So a couple of weeks, you know, roughly later. Earache, headaches, and some facial numbness. On the 4th, I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is a standard um, thing that happens to a lot of people that get these vaccines. Now on, the, on day 9 of steroids, and now just, uh, just a waiting game on full recovery. Hopefully. <laughs> 
And of course, uh, let's see here. Dave Jordan TV just wrapped uh, an interview with my friend Larry King Jr. He tells me his dad, uh, Larry King, is expected to fully recover from COVID-19 and will receive the vaccine before he is released from the hospital. FYI, uh, Larry King Sr. is 87. He wants me to tell you all to wear a mask. Larry King, broadcasting giant for half a century, dies at 87. Don't know if he had actually gotten to the point where he was recovering and took the vaccine or if he succumbed to the COVID-19. Not sure which, but uh, he wanted you all to make sure you wear a mask. I went to work today and ended up in the ER. Thank God I work at the hospital. I'm positive uh, this episode is from the COVID-19 vaccine. I had tachycardia, which is your heart racing. My heartbeat was 239. Whoa, (laughs) that is fast. I haven't felt right since I got the injection on Tuesday. I've had a headache ever since. I will not be getting the second shot. This was my experience with the vaccine. I felt I should share it. Swollen lymph nodes. Hey, has has anyone experienced swollen lymph nodes after their vaccine? About 10 days after I received mine, which is the Pfizer vaccine, uh, I noticed uh, lymph nodes in my armpit swollen and painful. It's been five days and there's been no change. Let's see. Someone else uh, said, I, I did not experience this, but I have had, I have several co-workers who did. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Someone else, uh, lymph node side effects from the vaccine got me worried. Uh, sore, swollen, and my arm goes numb when I sleep. That's somebody else uh, responding to that first person. Uh, Nikki Matlock, curious who has gotten their second dose over 24 hours ago. I didn't have any vaccine-related problems the first round. The second one has me feeling pretty yucky. Uh, was uh, just looking for encouragement that uh, that this is going to pass soon. I had bad muscle pain and that radiates to my neck. Yesterday uh, felt exactly like when you sleep wrong, and that has uh, decreased. But now I'm having GI issues or gastrointestinal issues. Uh, I just want to sleep, sleep it off, but I'm uh, too anxious. A man died at my mom's nursing home 20 minutes after taking the COVID vaccine, so all the staff is scared to take it now. They uh, they said that, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say the words, four-letter word, cooked. <laughs> um anyway, yeah, 20 minutes after getting the vaccine. And this is the thing that really gets me is they're pushing this on people that are in nursing homes and uh, assisted living facilities. And especially in the nursing homes, most of the people that are there are, number one, up in years. And number two, have lots of comorbidities. Normally, if someone's just uh, older, uh, if they don't have the comorbidities, they're usually able to live on their own. Or in an assisted living situation where they basically just have, you know, they do their own thing, but there are people there to help if needed. And um, it's just a, it's a sad situation where you take someone who has already got a diminished immune system and then you give them a jolt that uh, in many cases is enough to, to kill them. Uh, through this alleged vaccine, which is not a vaccine. And most the mRNA things are not vaccines. They are, uh, the nice way to put it is they are gene therapy. The true way to put it is they are a toxic pharmaceutical uh, poison. 
and that they're designed to modify your DNA. And we have no idea what the long-term effects of that are, but we've seen the short-term effects. In many cases, it kills you. And uh, I had a thing. Oh, shoot, I meant to send it up to, maybe I did. Let me see if I got it up here. Um, I was playing around downstairs on my laptop yesterday, and I had um, a... Oh, shoot, what was it? It was a, basically a PDF file that came from, that someone had made, thank goodness, because there was a page on the CDC site that was listing all the um, uh, adverse reactions, primarily death, from these vaccines. And, of course, by the time you know, they posted the link, and I went to the link, and it was dead, <laughs> not available. Uh, but someone had actually uh, made a, a PDF file of it, and I thought that I had put it up on this computer through my network, but apparently I hadn't. And I'm going to see if I can get the thing. For some reason, something is going wrong. Oh, crap. Well, let's try this. Well, there we go. Um, don't know if I'm going to be able to get the thing or not, but I'm going to try. Um, but basically, there was just, uh, it was like six or seven pages and there were an average of maybe 10 to 20 listings per page, depending on the descriptions and how long they were. But um, just a ton of people who had all died in the U.S. from these vaccines that people had reported to the adverse uh, vaccine event reporting system. And um, trying to uh, see if I can tack on. I should have done this during the <laughs> beforehand, but... It is what it is. Uh, let's see here. At least I was able to gain access to the computer downstairs. And let's see. Should be in the downloads. But there's a bunch of those. Uh, goodness gracious. PDF files. Oh my goodness. I apologize. Should have done this ahead of time. So many different files there. Um... And I could have swore I put the thing up here anyway. Oh, shoot. Goodness. Well, um, again, the phone lines are open. 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787 is the number to call in. And uh, if anybody wants to call in and chat, uh, we can do that. But uh, I can't believe this. Oh, I know where I probably put it. Uh, dun, 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 dun. One thing after another. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there would be. <laughs> Sorry about this. Uh, but this is really, really interesting stuff. Uh, oh, good grief. Where are the PDF files? Yowzer. Um... Well, let me, let's see, there was another thing that I was going to play. I'll tell you what, while I'm looking for this, I had this little uh, deal I had yesterday, if I can, there it is. It's just a cute little song that, I, that I've, I've found, I've heard it before, and I don't think I ever got around to playing it. 
So while I'm looking for this, I'm going to play this song. I think you get a kick out of it. It's called My Dog's a Democrat. <laughs> That'll give you an idea. Here we go. Guy's rolling up in his truck and he sees a doghouse and it's got a Hillary sticker on the side. Here we go. Well, I think my dog's a Democrat. And it breaks my heart to have to say an ugly thing like that. But there's a big old pile of evidence that all points towards the fact my dog might be a Democrat. I pay for all his health care. Employee gets fired for inventing an indestructible drone. Stupid pop-up things. Skip ads. I buy everything he eats. I provide him with a place to live just to keep him off the streets. But he just acts like he's entitled. Even tried to That I keep on display And every time Benghazi's on TV He looks the other way What difference at this point does it make? I know he's a liberal Even if he won't admit it He pooped on my living room rug And tried to tell me George Bush did it had some good times and he's been fun to have around but if he ever barks about my right to bear arms I'm gonna have to have him put down who's a good boy who's a good boy I pay for all his health care and I buy everything Government health, flea bitten Democrat. Dang it.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> I got a kick out of it. It's, it's better to, obviously, because it's a video, it's better to see it all than to just hear it. But I think the, the words were good, but it's even better when you can see the video. Um, and like a dummy, I just closed that out. I should have. Let me see if I can bring that back. Nope, it didn't work. Anyway, if you do a little search on YouTube, you shouldn't be able to tr have any trouble finding it. My dog's a Democrat. And with all of that, I still cannot find the thing I wanted to show you. I am bummed. I know it's on there somewhere, but I've got so many darn files on that computer that finding things can be a real pain. Um, but anyway, suffice it to say, there was tons of information on the CDC website showing how, you know, literally, this is, I'm, I'm sure, well over probably 100, 150 people uh, who had all died um, mysteriously uh, shortly around the same time that they got the COVID-19 injection. I'm not going to call it a vaccine because it's not, um, you know, they, that's one of the things that I keep uh, going round and round with. John Rappaport uh, has covered that considerably and is actually in one of his most recent um, writings, if I think I've got that right here. Um, if they haven't isolated the virus, how can they make a vaccine? And that's the whole thing. They have not isolated the virus, according to the CDC and other uh, people. They've never isolated this thing. So how can they, A, test for it, and B, how can they make a vaccine for it? So anyway, but, but you see, we take a piece of RNA and we inject it into the person. And if the RNA forces the cells to manufacture a protein that's very similar to the protein in SARS-CoV-2... And then the immune system swings into gear and produces antibodies to that protein. And then the person has achieved immunity from the virus. Sorry, no dice. As I've been demonstrating, this is John Rappaport's uh, uh, blog for today. As I've been demonstrating for months now, there is no proof that SARS-CoV-2 exists. Therefore, the piece of RNA that's injected can't be assumed to be related to the virus. Therefore, the protein which the cells produce in the body is merely claimed to be similar to a protein in the unproven SARS-CoV-2. There is no knowledge here. That piece of RNA which is injected into the body, why should we assume it has anything to do with the virus called SARS-CoV-2 when no one has an isolated specimen of this SARS-CoV-2? We shouldn't assume Therefore, anything that happens inside the body after the injection is up for grabs. What is the immune system reacting to? Why bother, in the first place, to make a vaccine against the virus you don't even, when you don't even have the virus? And I would say, why bother making a vaccine for an illness that most people have a 99.9 plus percent chance of surviving, if they have symptoms at all? <laughs> That's the whole question here. It's a big, fat nothing burger. The only reason we're trying to make a vaccine is because it's been blown out of proportion and Bill Gates wants to get rich and kill people at the same time. There are several ways to attack this absurdity, and they all come down to the same bottom line. No provable virus, forget the vaccine. And again, that's why they're not making a vaccine. They're making gene therapy, which basically modifies your, your DNA, and they have also admitted that it doesn't protect you from contracting 
SARS or COVID-19, and it doesn't you know, keep you from spreading it. So what's the use of it? <laughs> I keep coming up with analogies to explain the insanity of the COVID virologists. Three trains collided last night outside Chicago. Investigators who turned up at the scene this morning failed to find a shred of wreckage. But they insist the collision occurred, resulting in a vast explosion. The public is warned to stay away from the cordoned off zone. That fanciful illustration is less extreme than we've just released a vaccine for a virus we've never discovered. <laughs> As I've explained in other articles and in in interviews, discovering the genetic sequence, the structure of the purported SARS-CoV-2, involves all sorts of conjecture. Researchers aren't looking through some sort of cosmic microscope at rows of genes lined up like cars in a supermarket parking lot. Researchers assume, on the basis of zero evidence, that certain older reference genetic sequences and libraries are contained in the, in the new virus. They use a computer program to scavenge those sequences and build out the assumed structure of the new virus and automatically smooth out any wrinkles or gaps. This would be on the order of fabricating a hologram of a gun that the police will claim is the actual gun used in the commission of a crime. Yes, Your Honor, this image you see floating in, in midair is the weapon Mr. Jones used when he held up the bank last month. It is, it is not a representation, as the defense counsel would have you believe. We're talking about cutting-edge science. We, we have experts who will testify under oath. <laughs> Judge, in other words, sir, you're telling me at this court that if the bank teller had some sort of anti-hologram program on his computer, he could have prevented the crime with a few clicks of his mouse. Very interesting. Let me ask you, which drugs are you on? <laughs> Prosecutor, none, Your Honor. Actually, such anti-hologram programs exist in the area of COVID virology. They're called vaccines, and they protect people against SARS-CoV-2. Among above the, above the entrances of virology institutes, they should inscribe Alice in Wonderland. I love John Rappaport. <laughs> the guy really nails it. But um, and another one, SARS-CoV-2 has not been proven to exist. The shocking research of Christine Massey. And this is yesterday's. Um, you can check the work of Christine Massey out at her site, uh, Floored or excuse me, fluoride free peel, fluoride free peel .ca. Anyway, we'll put the link to this in the chat room, and if I think about it, I'll put it in the show description as well. Um, quoting Massey, I, CM, Christine Massey, along with uh, some anonymous helpers, have uh, sub submitted freedom of information requests to various Canadian institutes uh, seeking records that describe the isolation of SARS-CoV-2, the alleged COVID-19 virus, from an unadulterated sample taken from a deceased patient. Excuse me, a diseased patient. <laughs> uh, my requests were intentionally worded to weed out the fraudulent, illogical, and unscientific claims of having isolated SARS-CoV-2, of which there are many. My requests were not limited to record of isolation performed by the respective institution and not limited to records authorized, authored by a respective institution. Rather, they were open of, to records of isolation 
performed by anyone anywhere on the planet. Colleagues in numerous other countries have, have obtained responses to the same and similar information requests from dozens of additional institutions. As of January 22, 2021, 46 institutions and offices have responded to said requests. Every institution has failed to provide or cite even one record describing the actual isolation of any SARS-CoV-2 uh, from a patient sample by anyone anywhere on the planet ever. 46 institutions, and not a one of them, have found any representative sample of this alleged virus anywhere at any time on the planet. Here's a typical response to a Massey request from the Ontario Ministry of Health. The response re arrived after four months. This is to inform you that no responsive records were located. A reasonable search of the ministry was conducted and no responsive records were found. Dr. David C. Williams, Chief Medical Officer of Health, is responsible for this decision. No records indicating SARS-CoV-2 has been isolated. Isolated means separated from other material. It means we actually found the virus and could identify it. Actual isolation means the virus exists. Inability to isolate it means there is no proof the virus exists. When, as Massey indicates, 46 separate agencies say the same thing, no record of isolation available, we are past wondering what is going on. We're firmly in the territory of fraud. As I've stated many times, virologists are twisting and torturing the meaning of the word isolated. They claim they have the virus in a soup, in a dish, in a lab. In the soup is the very opposite of isolated. The soup contains animal and human cells, toxic chemicals, and toxic drugs, and other genetic material. Some of the cells are dying. The researchers preposterously state the dying must be the result of the virus attacking these cells. <laughs> However, the chemicals and the drugs could be doing the killing. And the human and animal cells are being starved of nutrients, which fact alone is enough to cause them to die. To die. Therefore, there is no evidence that the purported and unisolated virus is in the soup, in the dish, in the lab. This proof of isolation is on the level of claiming that the sun is the moon, Alaska is a small town on Saturn, and a rabbit is a spaceship. It's no accident that Christine Massey's relentless investigation has turned up zero records of actual isolation. <laughs> Again, there's no proof that this thing is real. That is just amazing stuff, and it's just a huge con. Which is the next one. <laughs> New strain of coronavirus or a giant con? How deep? Yeah. And this is talking about all the new strains that are more of, you know, nasty and deadly and all this other crap. David Resnick, uh, Ph.D. chemist with a long history working in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, Abbott and Prototech and Eris, uh, broke away from the official science and served as the president of Rethinking AIDS, the group for the scientific reappraisal of the HIV hypo hypothesis. He was a member of the Presidential AIDS Advisory Panel of South Africa. Here is a recent explosive statement Rasnick made about SARS-CoV-2 and HIV. Digesting it brings about a breakthrough revelation. 
viruses are unstable, RNA, e.g. SARS-CoV-2 viruses especially, uh, they are so unstable, there is no such thing as an unmutated RNA virus. They are like snowflakes. No two are identical. HIV is an RNA virus with 9,800 nucleotides. You can download the HIV sequence compendium here. We've got a link for it. In the preface, it says the number of genetic sequences in the HIV database is still increasing. In total, at the end of 2017, there were 812,586 sequences in the HIV sequence database, an increase of 8.5% since the previous year. None of the sequences of the world destroying sarcasm, <laughs> uh, computer-generated coronavirus with its 30,000 or so nucleotides are identical. Now again, the HIV RNA virus has 9,800 nucleotides. The alleged coronavirus has 30,000. Of course, they can't really say that because they've never actually isolated. The virus maniacs are use computers to compare the uh, menagerie of sequences to come up with a consensus sequence for HIV, coronavirus, and all the rest. The consensus sequence uh, exists in two places, in computers and in strings of RNA synthesized in the lab. Even consensus sequences are not stable. Uh, different groups using a variety of computer algorithms will invariably come up with different consensus sequences. <laughs> the implications of Resnick's uh, statement are enormous. First of all, forget about the idea that SARS-CoV-2 has one genetic sequence. And these multiple sequences aren't assembled by looking through a, mag a magic microscope. They're put together by computer programs which have preset algorithms. So they're just assuming, basically. In other words, the sequences are all are built by assumptions, not evidence embedded in the algorithms. Any vaccine developed for SARS-CoV-2, even if you believe in the theory of how vaccines are supposed to work, would face the task of producing immunity to an ever-mutating virus, ju not just one mutated strain, but endless numbers of mutations. You would have an, uh, you would have an analog to seasonal flu, and uh, in which researchers make a uh, guess about what the new version of this uh, virus will look like every year and develop new vaccines for that guess. And guess what? They have never been right. How well is this working out? Public health agencies report that each and every year there are a billion cases of seasonal flu worldwide. Going still deeper in the genetic sequence of the ever-mutating viruses uh, are not discovered but concocted via computer programs, how likely is it that a vaccine utilizing that data would work? At the bottom of the whole pile of guesswork is, of course, the realization that if these genetic sequences are concocted, where is the actual isolated virus? Where is the proof that it exists? <laughs> we don't have it. And this is a rather lengthy one, so I'm going to stop there. But uh, just suffice it to say, there's tons of information out there to show that this whole thing is nothing but one huge, uh, monstrous hoax. And I just happened to be watching uh, Fox News last night, trying to remember, I think it was Tucker Carlson had uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, I think his name is. He's their, you know, their head gyrastacutus when it comes to medical stuff. And they were discussing, no, actually it was Brent Baer had him on. And they were talking about the... Uh, 
the vaccines and trying to get, you know, a million to, uh, to um, one and a half million doses in arms per day and all this junk and that they're trying to get another 200 million doses or some kind of thing. And they're basically going to throw away a lot of this stuff because there's a lot of people that ain't going to take the stupid things to start with. And on top of that, they, um, you know, Brent Baer mentioned some kind of thing about uh, how somebody was, uh, I think it was, um, they specifically mentioned uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his uh, advice to people about doing research and that it's dangerous and that people have died and all this other comp. And of course, they're saying, well, that's not true. We haven't seen any evidence of that. And of course, Siegel then comes out and says that this is a safe vaccine and there's no evidence whatsoever to show that. Um, anything that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is saying is true and that he's basically um, another version of a domestic terrorist <laughs> by, uh, you know, telling people these lies about these vaccines and all this other crap. And I just wanted to jump into the TV and slap him. Um, it's, it's unbelievable how someone who claims to be a physician who has taken a oath allegedly to first do no harm will sit there and spew lies about this kind of thing, saying that there's no evidence of people dying or having, uh, you know, any kind of severe reactions or anything like that. And pretty much saying that anybody who questions the uh, safety and efficacy of not only this, but any vaccine is an absolute, you know, off the wall nut job, which uh, pretty much includes everybody, myself and everyone else listening at this point, I think. And it's just amazing what we are up against. The propaganda, even on the alleged free thinking, free speech you know, TV stations, uh, which I'm beginning to wonder how, how accurate that is. But um, the propaganda they're putting out, you know, they didn't even they should at least say, you know, as scientists, we should look at all the aspects and do them, do some digging. But they're not. They're just, you know, vaccines, the only way it's going to save the world. And anybody that says no is an absolute nut job and needs to be squelched and uh, screw them. <laughs> I'm looking at this uh, list of uh, people with, you know, issues. Let's see. My coworker told me two people she knows took the vaccine. One died and the other is paralyzed. Good grief. One week post-Moderna vaccine, some... Uh, Eudicaria and quite a bit of pruitus. In other words, they <laughs> got swelling and inflammation and itching in their, it looks like their shoulder or at the injection site. Yeah, itching at the injection site. Had not had any symptoms since arm pain went away three to four days ago. Nothing serious, but we'll update if anything more comes of it. New update below i think i don't know if this is the same one or not original post fyi shouldn't have uh, got this stupid thing i feel like absolute crap and i'm not you know they didn't say crap another four-letter word so does everyone else i work with that got it my body feels like i have the flu my joints hurt and keep having burning sensations i'm exhausted i can't lift my arm I'm having tingling and numbness in my toes and fingers. I have a headache. My body is burning up, but I don't have a fever. <laughs> Yowzer. My ears are hurting, and I uh, keep having dizzy spells. I keep having heart palpitations. But you know who won't pay for any time off if I get sick with this vaccine? The place making us get it. <laughs> so I guess I'll suck it up. Update. 
Everyone has been asking for an update, so I figured I was, this was easiest. First, I want to say I appreciate everyone's concerns and comments. Secondly, I want to say this post was made not to bash the vaccine or people choosing to get the vaccine. This post was made to inform people of my experience with the vaccine. So here's an update. I ran a 102 to 103 fever for about four days. Severe pain and tenderness in the ejection site. I had congestion, nausea, pain in my joints, and random sharp burning pains all over, muscle spasms, numbness in my fingers and toes, dizzy spells, heart palpitations, headache, and fatigue. On day five, after getting the shot, everything eased up minus the headache, sinus pain, and congestion. With the congestion came sneezing and coughing up bloody mucus because my sinuses were so irritated, and yes, I reported all of this to VAERS. I called my doctor. He put me on some antibiotics, <laughs> which I'm on day three of, and I'm feeling much better. Many people ask me if uh, if the shot was uh, cold going in. No, for me it wasn't. For some people I work with, uh, it was, though, which makes me wonder if the majority of us got sick from the vaccine not being the right temperature, or maybe uh, that something had something to do with it. Who knows? I do know some of the people I work with who got the shot have uh, had really bad reactions to the vaccine. <laughs> I wonder if that's compared to what they're having <laughs> in the injection site. Uh, some even now a week later have uh, severe swelling and a uh, hot red circle around it. I personally didn't have that, although my arm was sore and weak for about five days. One last thing, I live in Arkansas, which is a right-to-work state, and I work in health care. Although the vaccine is not mandatory or required by law in Arkansas, an employer can legally fire you for not taking the COVID vaccine. <laughs> it sucks, but it is what it is. My previous employer went out went about this vaccine so wrong in many ways, I was left with an ultimatum to get the vaccine or not to be able to pay my bills coming up at the beginning of the month. So I did what I thought I had to do. That sucks. And again, that is uh, absolutely wrong. That's why, like we mentioned yesterday, the Vaccine Bill of Rights is such an important thing that needs to be enacted uh, at state, local, and federal levels. Now, this one, Grant Griner, I think it is. Brant Griner, excuse me. Uh, this is what the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine has done to my mom. Everyone, please, play for, please pray for her. She was admitted to the hospital and uh, be cautious about taking the vaccine. I'm sure it is good for some people, but you need to think about this vaccine is worth taking. Uh, it is not for me. Please share this post. We need uh, help finding answers. Update 11221. Um, Mom is getting even worse today and still don't have any answers from doctors as to how to fix this. Please pray for her. I can't stand to see my mom this way. It makes me want to cry knowing I can't do anything to help her. Please don't take the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm adding a third video. Uh, and this is a lady who, I can't remember where she was. I think it might have been Arkansas or someplace. But anyway, she got the vaccine and has been basically experiencing um, massive body tremors. And hers was from the Pfizer vaccine. Um, and I've seen this thing several times. This was uh, almost a month ago when I first saw it. And um, this poor woman is just shaking like a leaf continually and can't stop. 
and they don't know what's doing it. Uh, Sean something or other, if you are considering the vaccine for COVID, the Moderna, I would advise against it. I'm in super bad shape every, every day getting worse, and I'm not getting help or answers. I'm scared to death to say the least, and to find someone willing to attempt to figure this out hasn't been very successful. I w- and Robert's calling in. Hey, Robert. What's up, man? Other than that, what did you think of the play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm making jokes about it, but it really isn't funny. It's pretty damn sad. I'll tell you and, what. Uh, I, I, I feel sorry for these poor bastards. Yeah. Bless, bless them. Bless it's, them. Abs- it's absolute insanity. And again, the whole thing is just, you know, all the news media. If you if, if it's on TV, you know, for the most part, I have yet to see anybody questioning these things at all. Uh, maybe, you know, cause I don't, I don't have uh, Newsmax or ONN on my service, but, uh, they're the only ones I could think of might be questioning this junk, but even the people on Fox, you know, everybody that I know of with the exception of maybe, uh, Laura Ingram, uh, I haven't heard her say anything one way or the other, but all the rest, they're just, you know, toting the, or touting the, uh, well, the standard line. I hope, I hope Tucker is, is screaming about it. Not yet. Carlson. You know, again, I think they're, he's being pressured by the, the people that own the network. They're letting him say things to a certain point, but I think one of the things that is a big no-no is questioning vaccines in any way, shape, or form, because he seems to be staying away from them. Uh, he's not talking mm-hmm. about them one way or the other, which means tells me that he doesn't like them and can't say anything about them if he wants to stay on the air. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll sure. tell you what, some well, of these other yutzes, they're just flat out. You know, we haven't found anything to say that this, these things are bad. And then, and then last night when Dr. Siegel, you know, started his crap, I was about ready to, oh, man, I'll tell you what. I'm going to, next my, my next TV is going to have to be made with Kevlar because I'm about ready to shoot some of these suckers. <laughs> <laughs> it just blows me away to hear these people lying like that. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I, I guess, I guess lying pays well, doesn't it? Oh, I'm certain, certain it does. You know, Fauci is the most uh, highly paid person in the U.S. government, $417,000 a year. He makes more than the president. Can you believe that crap? In addition, yeah. In addition to everything else he's made. Yeah. The you know, two or three you know, that's peanuts. You know, he, he made a hundred million from one deal with, uh, Gates last year with event 201. <laughs> so yeah. There you go. 400 that's pocket change you know that's a night out at the movies and you know dinner <laughs> but uh, it's absolutely unbelievable and i mean this i haven't scrolled all the way down here um but it just keeps going there's just it goes on and on and on and on and on and on man i'm scrolling and scrolling fast and there is just no end these poor people and this is i mean this is a you know just the tip of the iceberg and i wish i had that pdf uh, i'll tell you it blew me away when i dug into that last night and i could have swore i knew where i saved it but if i did i don't know what i what, the, what it was named that's the big problem you know when these things the documents come out of these places like a big long number or something and uh, i'll have to see if i can't uh, dig the thing out and have it ready either tomorrow or next week but um, if you find shoot it to me i'd love to see that please yeah i will um it's it's a monster. Like I said, it's about seven pages long. Uh, 
And on average, there's anywhere from, you know, six or eight to 20 uh, different uh, things on each. It depends on how big or how big of or how long of a description the people put in. But it was all people that died from the vaccines. And um, many of them were people who, you know, in their early, you know, late, late teens, early 20s and 30s, people that should never get this thing. You know, they have a 99.97% you know, survival rate if they get it. Why on earth would anybody like that? They're just it's because of the propaganda put out by the TVs that they're they're just scared to death of this stuff. Yep. And it really amazes me, but I, you know, same thing I was in the grocery store again yesterday walking around the only person not wearing a mask. And lately the 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 store has been making announcements if, you know, Everybody has to wear a mask, and if you have a medical condition that, you know, prevents you from wearing one, we suggest you consider our, you know, shop by home and, you know, you know computer crap, and we'll deliver, bring it out to your car to you or deliver it to your house or whatnot. I said, I don't think so. When I go shopping, I want to go shopping. I went to the store yesterday yeah. to get two things, and I walked out with four bags full of stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, so they made more money off of me. Uh, because I was in the store without a mask getting what I, you know, just picking things. Oh, yeah, I need this. I want this. You know, I want that. And uh, they wouldn't have made that money. You know, so shame on them if they're stupid enough to push that kind of thing. But uh, it makes me wonder, you know, I've, I, people have mixed emotions. You see them hugging the other side of the aisle when you walk down it. And um, others don't even notice you. I would love to just sit there and talk to people. If if someone would say something, say, "Hey, you know, how come you're not wearing a mask?" <laughs> but they don't want to get that close to me. <laughs> They're afraid I might breathe uh, on them. That's true. Oh, it's funny, but uh, you know, it's the closest thing to be treated like a leper that uh, I've ever experienced. And uh, but you know, that's okay. I'm still breathing as fresh the air as fresh an air as I can get. Um, and uh, they're not. But uh, well. Yeah, I'm like, my sister-in-law lost an elderly uncle to the vaccine. He died the day after in London, but he was not ill with COVID. They have said it wasn't the vaccine. Of course, they say that. I mean, what do you think about this? <laughs> and so says, yes, I have reports. I'm getting suggested, uh, suggests the second dose gives even more severe symptoms. It's not fair. The frail and sick have to go through this. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, when yep. I listen to these people, they're all, oh, yeah, we need to give it to the people that really need it the most, the people that are frail and sick. You know, the ones that are circling the drain already, you know, uh, just insane. And then we're going to give them something that's likely to push them over the edge. Um, and it does. It's pure stupidity. And not one mention of giving them proper nutrition, staying away from the bad foods, you know, extra C, D, zinc, selenium, those four things would just about make anybody bulletproof. Or, mm-hmm. you know, hydroxychloroquine and zinc, ivermectin, the things out there that are proven to work, but they flat out ignore them because if they would acknowledge those things and they couldn't get their emergency use authorization and they couldn't make all this money. And that's what it all boils down to. It's all about bucks. Yep. And, yep. you know, I, when this when this is all hope over with the election crap, I hope Trump comes out and tells the truth that I had to say what I had to say because of the pressures, because of all the other crap. But now I'm going to tell you what's really going on, you know, 
And uh, this is all BS. We're going back to normal. We don't need face masks. We're going to, you should get Scott Atlas back in there to tell the truth. <laughs> you know, Fauci will be history at that point. He and Bill Gates will be side by side on the gallows, hopefully. And, uh, you know, this is another fine mess you've gotten me into. You know? <laughs> Have but, you talked to your lawyer buddy since uh, August or January 6th? No, actually, because of what's going on, he has to lay low. Um, anything he could say could get him in a lot of trouble at this point. Um, so, you know, basically they're, they're still, the indications are still that, uh, you know, when this is all over, Trump is going to, you know, float back to the top and everybody else is going to jail. But, um, really, yeah, everything I'm seeing from, from those sources, as well as others is that, um, probably any time within the next couple of weeks to as it could be as late as April, but the sooner they want to do it as soon as possible, but uh, depending on how things uh, play out, um, there will be a situation where you're going to see people move and the military will come in and make arrests. You know, Biden and company and all the rest of them uh, will be out of here. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's going to happen. It's just they have to rethink things because uh, there was an issue last Wednesday. They were supposed to do everybody at the inauguration, but there was apparently some threat of a you know, something they had you know, basically turned everything upside down so they couldn't do it. Uh, some people were thinking, well, maybe they had a dirty bomb that they were going to set off or some kind of thing like that. Uh, they don't, nobody knows for sure what the problem was, but something went haywire last Wednesday where they could not make all the arrests they wanted to. And so now they have to kind of rethink things. They have to make sure that whatever they were threatened with is neutralized and then they'll be able to go forward. And Shane just called in, so I want to see what he had to say. What's up, Shane? Yeah. Hi, Sarge. Is Shane, uh, yes, I just found out on my cat and dog calendar that today's uh, the the Holocaust Day. Today's the Holocaust Holocaust. Oh, really? Day. So, hmm. Yeah. Have fun with that. Well, that's interesting because my puppy and kitten calendar doesn't say anything about it. <laughs> I've got the cutest little puppy and kitten here. But uh, no mention of the uh, 27th being the Holocaust Day. But I'll take your word for it. And uh, All right, all right. That uh, was on your cat calendar? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My dog and cat calendar. <laughs> I guess dogs and cats uh, really try and keep up with that stuff. Of course, puppies and kittens, they're just playing around. They don't really care, so my calendar wouldn't have it. <laughs> I guess. But... Uh, but anyway, yeah, um, have no fear. Trump will be back, and probably they want—they definitely want to try and have it done within the first quarter if they can, which is the end of March. Uh, it may go a week or two beyond that, but hopefully it'll be sooner. And we'll just have to wait and see what's going to how it's going to play out. But uh, that's everything I'm seeing. We're still, you know, still looking at things coming back to a decent way. But we are out of time, guys. Thanks so much for calling in, and everybody else for being here. Take care, everybody, because the only place you have to live will be back tomorrow, and we'll have Mike Gaddy with us. Take care, and God bless.